0: Hi and welcome to Seppa Stories. Well, thank you for joining me this episode. We have a really wonderful story written by an author using the pen name of White Raven 05. The story was found on fanfiction.net. This story is called Imperfect Timing. And just a little bit of a preface uh, before we get started reading the story, one of my favorite character pairings is and has always been um, Harry Potter and Hermione Granger and we'll talk a little bit about this more in our commentary but I really think that they are kind of a natural pairing and I kind of wish that it would have worked out that way a little bit more in canon. So with that let's talk just a little bit about the summary of the story before we dive in. In perfect timing written by White Raven 5 This seems to be a relatively newish writer. There are only about three or four stories, it looks like three stories, that this writer has so far published, but this writer is showing a lot of promise. So we have a rated T for teen, we have elements of romance and angst. Our characters are Hermione Granger, Harry Potter. We've got Luna Lovegood making a brief appearance as well. Uh, this is already getting a lot of followings and quite a few reviews. Um, I see more than one. And it's a relatively new piece of fan fiction. It looks like this was just put up yesterday. And it's already getting uh, quite a bit of, of following and favorites and some likes. So check this writer out. With that, let's go ahead and dive into the story. This is called Imperfect Timing, written by White Raven 5 and I found this story on fanfiction.net, and we will begin this story now. The waves fell angrily onto the sand as it swallowed up rocks, shells, and any debris that had fallen along the shoreline. Harry almost felt like he could relate to it in a way. His fists were clenched at his sides as he dug his heels into the sand. He wanted to scream and let out all the frustration. Dobby had been buried earlier that morning, and he couldn't push aside one thought. How many more people will have to die along the way? And Hermione... His eyes shut close at the thought of her name. He could still hear her piercing, tortured screams. She could have died that other night, and he would have never been able to forgive himself. The wind was blowing his already untidy hair as he plopped down into the sand. He looked up into the dark night sky that was covered in illuminating stars. He had to admit he thought about leaving. He could just disappear in the middle of the night, and that way Hermione and Ron's lives wouldn't be put more at risk than they already were. He looked up into the dark skies of trying to find an answer from the above. Harry? He looked over his shoulder and saw Hermione walking slowly over to him. Her caramel hair locks bouncing in the light window as she clutched at her gray, fuzzy cardigan to stay warm. She wore a worried expression. Harry eyed her for a moment before getting up and quickly making his way over to her. In a concerned voice, he said, "'Hermione, you should be in bed resting. Come on, let's get you back inside.' He gently took hold of her arm and tried to lead her back to the cottage. She pulled her arm away from his grip and tried to reassure him with a smile. I'm perfectly fine, Harry. With her soft smile fading now, she looked up into his tired green eyes and said, I'm worried about you. Why are you out here? It's late. With widened eyes, he looked at her as if she were crazy. You're worried about me? He scoffed at her. How could she even be the slightest worried about him after the hell she'd gone through? Damn it, Hermione. I'm not the one who suffered from... He couldn't even finish his sentence because it was too unbearable to speak. He could still hear her painful screams. He had to turn away from her at the thought. He kicked some sand while he stepped away from her. He looked over at the crushing, crashing waves, wishing they could just pull him away, far, far away from here. "'You really should just go back to bed,' he mumbled. "'She furiously grabbed his shoulder and forced him to turn and look at her. "'She shouted at him, "'Quit being so dramatic! "'Yes, I got hurt, but I'd do it again if it brings us any closer to winning this war.' Harry's eyes darted up instantly at the sound of her sudden, loud voice. "'He was startled.' Her hair was now flying in her face, and her eyes brimmed with tears about to escape. She roughly wiped at her eyes with the back of her hand and hastily walked past him. She took a seat in the sand, with her arms crossing over her chest. In a softer tone now, she spoke. "'Stop treating me like I am a fragile ornament or something.' He followed her sandy footsteps and took a seat next to her. It had been a while since they had shared some alone time together, just the two of them. They shared something really intense while Ron was away. He couldn't explain it. There would be nights of endless chatter between the two, nights where her laughter was so contagious he'd laugh so hard until it hurt, nights where they were just comfortingly hold each other in silence as tears slipped from their eyes. Nights where he danced with her to cheer her up, just so that he could see that beautiful smile of hers. Nights where he just longed to touch her. Nights where he was tempted to kiss her soft lips, but he couldn't. In fact, he knew he shouldn't. He was the chosen one. He had a mission, and he had to stay focused. He pushed aside his own thoughts and sighed deeply. I can't help how I think he looked at her and tried to explain every time you get hurt it's my fault it's always my fault and one of these days you may not survive and I'll never be able to his voice cracked suddenly as he slowly shook his head he whispered I almost lost you Hermione she looked at him and saw the sadness filling his eyes she spoke quietly oh Harry She tried to take hold of his hand to put him at some ease, but he instantly pulled away from her grasp. His jaw clenched as anger took over him, and he abruptly said, "'You should just get away from me. People have a habit of dying around me, you know, don't you see that? "'Death follows me around like a shadow.'" She pleaded for him to stop talking nonsense. "'Harry, To stop.'" Or maybe I should just leave and finish this out on my own. That was the original plan, right? Before I go and rob someone else of their life, and before he could say another word, Hermione hit him on the arm, hard. His hand immediately went to the sore spot, and he yelled, "'Ow!' She glared up at him and firmly said, "'When are you going to get it through that thick head of yours? People aren't dying for you. It's a war. People are going to die. It's inevitable.' It's a risk they're willing to take and they'll proudly do it so they can fight for what they believe in. Yes, you're the chosen one, but this is a whole lot bigger than just you." He appeared to sulk for a moment before his somber expression faded away. She was right. She was always right. He muttered, "'Well, I wish it was a risk they didn't have to take, "'and I'm tired of seeing people die. "'Too many lives have been lost as it is. He saw her attempt to reach for his hand again and his heart skipped a beat. He ached for her touch so badly. This time he allowed her to gently hold his hand. She scooted herself closer to him and he gave gave his hand a tight squeeze. She slowly rubbed lazy circles on the top of his hand with her thumb. Her head lay gently on his shoulder and he tilted his own to rest atop of hers. He sighed contentedly as her warmth seemed to engulf him. She softly said, "'We'll get through this, "'but you can't keep thinking that you're going to do this alone. "'Never once have I abandoned you, "'and I expect you to do the same.' "'I'm sorry, Hermione.' Squeezing his hand again, she pleaded, "'Promise, you won't leave, okay?' He remained silent and still against her, She lifted her head and looked up at him when he didn't respond right away. His gaze was on the bright moon hovering over the ocean. He pondered on her words and came to the realization that he could never part from her. Even if he tried, he needed her. She made him feel complete in a way. In a stern voice, she repeated again, "'Promise me!' Finally, he looked over at her and admitted, "'I wouldn't be able to do it. "'I don't think I could ever leave you, Hermione.' She heaved a sigh of relief as a small smile graciously formed across her lips. Good, because you're stuck with me. Anywhere you go, I go. She rested her head again on his shoulder. She snuggled closer to him. They sat together in a comfortable silence for a few minutes, overlooking the waves. Harry took a quick glance down at her. Her hair was dancing and swirling in the wind behind her. "'Her brown eyes were twinkling from the luminous stars above. "'Under the brilliance of the moonlight, she was absolutely beautiful.' "'He asked, "'How are you feeling?' "'Good. Still recovering. "'But better than before,' she responded lightly. "'Then she laughed softly, you know. "'Having a real bed, some food, and a nice shower "'spit up the recovery, I think.' "'I'll never take those things for granted again.' "'Harry didn't laugh at her comment. "'His mind wandered back to Hermione being tortured against her will. "'He was disgusted at the thought of it and the frustrated tone,' he said. "'I keep playing back what happened, and I just wish I could have done more. "'Hearing you scream like that,' he pulled away from her warmth. "'I don't deserve your kindness right now, Hermione.' She tried to reach for him again, but he resisted. She sighed deeply, Harry, don't say that. He continued to remain silent. She rose up from the sand. He thought that was enough for her to decide to go back inside and leave him to his own thoughts. Oh, how he was wrong. Instead, she cautiously walked in front of him. She was biting her lip as she held out a single hand to him. Confused, he asked, what is this? She smiled down at him. "'You cheered me up when I was at my lowest. "'Now it's my turn.' He eyed her for a moment before reluctantly taking her hand as she helped get him off the ground. She grasped his other hand in hers and slowly began to move her arms together. Harry was still resistant at first until he finally gave in. It was hard not to when she was grinning so wide at him like that. He couldn't help but return the smile. He started chuckling while she began to laugh that contagious laugh again they twirled around each other with smiles so big they danced under the moonlight with never-ending stars twinkling around them they danced as if they had absolutely no care in the world it was just them sharing this heartwarming moment in the middle of the lengthy dark war he spun her a few times under his arm she giggled before she was pulled into his chest their dancing had slowed as they held each other close now They clung onto each other as tightly as they'd rocked back and forth to the melody of the waves, crashing against the surface. Her head came to rest on his shoulder, and Harry did the same. She smelt of vanilla and cinnamon, and Harry suddenly felt something inside him stir. He felt her grow tense in his arms, and they stopped swaying as Hermione pulled back and looked into his emerald eyes. Her face was so close, too close. He could feel her hot breath against his lips. His heart was beating rapidly. She blinked for a few times before nervously saying, ''Harry, I need to be honest with you about something.'' She paused for a second before pulling away from his arms. He missed the sudden warmth. She walked closer to the shoreline where her feet sunk in the wet sand. ''I wasn't going to say anything until after the war, but it won't leave my mind.'' Harry walked up next to her and reassured her you know you can tell me anything she smiled weakly at him and let out a shaky breath in the tent when we danced before before I left I started feeling her voice trilled off she tried again I wanted to she looked down at her feet unable to make eye contact with him as if reading her mind he told her me too Instantly, her eyes darted up at him as she stared wide at him. You you did? Yeah, he responded. His heart was still pounding against his chest and his palms grew sweaty. It took every ounce of me not to kiss you that night. He blinked a few times before clearing his throat. But I knew we needed to stay focused on the mission and not get distracted. He paused briefly again and quickly added, And Ron... Right, Ron... She frowned at the mention of his name. She grabbed his hand again and leaned closer to him. She generally said The thing is I have felt more for you in those short two months than I ever did for Ron over the past several years. And that absolutely terrifies me because I think it got it. God, I think I, I think I got it wrong all along. He looked down at her. Her big brown eyes were staring up at him. Their faces were so close again, lips only inches away. The longing and desire were in both their eyes. We shouldn't. I know, he said softly. No distractions. I know, she replied with a small frown. Her hair was blowing in the wind, and as Harry's hands brushed the stray hairs out of her face and placed them gently behind her ear. He leaned in slightly, but only to plant a kiss upon her forehead. He heard her release a, con- a contented sigh at the touch of his lips. He smiled at her and said, You should get some sleep. It's getting late. She asked, What about you? I'll go up in a few more minutes, he responded. She nodded at him and gave his hand a tight squeeze before dropping it and turning away. Slowly, she started walking back to the cottage. Harry looked over his shoulder and felt like the dance in the tent was replaying all over again. How she had walked away from him. How he had just simply let her go. He just wanted to be selfish. He wanted just to grab hold of her and one kiss, kiss her he wanted to tell her that he couldn't imagine life without her by his side without a second thought he called out to her hermione he watched her come to a sudden halt as she turned around she was standing on the back porch of the cottage he ran up to her as she looked at him with concern in her eyes is something wrong she asked he stopped right before her trying to catch his breath whether it was for an hour or just for tonight Harry chose to pretend there wasn't a war. With his eyes never leaving hers, he firmly said, Everything is, but that's not going to stop me this time. And he kissed her, fiercely, roughly, and passionately. He backed her up against the side of the cottage and kissed her like it was all he had ever needed and wanted his hands on her waist tightened she moaned into his mouth while their tongues dangled and her fingers were lost in his hair trying to pull him closer to her he pulled away slightly only so they could catch their breath and her eyes fluttered open as a smile spread across her lips a beautiful smile he grinned at her before claiming her lips once more again and their eyes shut close again this time it was a slower kiss, his lips brushed lightly against hers as he savored the taste of her. They kissed for what seemed like hours in their minds, but it was only only minutes. When Hermione pulled away, she breathlessly said, As much as I absolutely love this, we really should get some sleep. He leaned his forehead against hers. I know. You're so irresistible, though. She blushed Crimson as her nose lightly brushed his nose and she asked What happened to no distractions? With wishful thinking he answered Screw all that. Let's just run away you and me like you sit in the forest of Dean. She smiled weakly at him and spoke truthfully. Harry, you and I both know we can't do that. He chuckled and tightened his hold on her. I know. But it was nice to think about even for a second, right? His face softened as the half-smile faded away from his lips. This is reality, unfortunately. With her arms still wrapped around his neck, her fingers began to gently play with the hair at his nape. We'll talk more about this once the war is over. We're so close to ending it, Harry muttered. If I survive. Her fingers stopped playing with his hair as he could see tears begin to fill her eyes. He immediately felt awful and said, Shit, sorry, Hermione. I have, a, I have a habit of thinking like that. She tried to blink away the forming tears and said, You can't think like that. You're going to win this, Harry. She repeated the words as if she had to convince herself. You're going to win this, and when it's all over, we're going to talk about us, you and me, alive, breathing, and well. Her passionate words sent chills down his spine. If anything, she gave him strength and even more of a reason to come back alive. He had to fight this battle. He had to win. She believed in him, and that was really all he needed. Suddenly, he smirked, Just talk? She blessed him. blimboldt, Well, maybe other things, too. Like what? Enlighten me. She gazed into his bright eyes until they slowly closed as she leaned in. Her lips met his tender kiss filled sweetly with love, and their lips brushed slowly against one another until it grew in intensity. And all of a sudden, they were both again hungry and hard against each other, and it seemed like an eternity had gone by when they parted to breathe and their foreheads were pressed together, and both their eyes were still closed. They were reluctant They were reluctant to leave each other, but they both agreed it was time they went to sleep. Holding her hand tightly, he led her quietly into the cottage, hoping not to wake anyone. They reached the staircase as she pulled him into a tight hug. Marlon, I can't wait for this bloody war to be over, he whispered into her hair. He felt her nod against him. She pulled back and she took the first steps up the stairs. She eyed him for a second, looking almost hesitant to leave him. With questioning eyes, she asked, "'Once the war is over, right?' "'I'll be waiting for you,' he told her while grinning. With a final sweet smile, she said, "'Good night, Harry.' And he softly responded, "'Night.' He saw her cheeks grow red before she slowly turned away and disappeared up the stairs Harry's smile faded away as he sighed deeply he desperately wanted to be with her he cursed the war for ruining it all but he knew that they had to stay focused like she said they were so close to the end he just had to remain patient suddenly a voice cleared their throat from the kitchen Harry's eyes widened as he nervously turned around and came face to face with Luna Lovegood. She was standing there with a glass of water in her hand and an eyebrow lifted. Luna, um, what did you see? He asked. Oh, enough, she quickly replied. She took a sip of her water and said, You two should be together. Harry shook his head at her. It's not that simple. The timing isn't right. If Luna walked past him and started to head up the stairs, she turned towards him and tilted her head. Daddy always says, There's no right time. There's just time and what you choose to do with it, she said dreamily. With a big smile, she climbed the remaining stairs without another word. Harry pondered on her wise words. She was right in a way. He tiptoed to his room and heard Ron snoring in the other bed. He quietly made his way to his own bed and slipped under the covers. He swiftly took off his glasses and put them on the nightstand. His eyes began to close while the memory of tonight filled his mind. It was imperfect timing, but he didn't regret a second, a single second of kissing her tonight. As long as they had each other, he felt he could hold on to hope. Hope that they'll be together and that everything could be okay. Death may be around the corner for him, but he was going to do everything in his might to stop it. As he drifted off to sleep, he dreamt about the war ending and peace flooding the land and hopes that Hermione and he could finally and ultimately be together. And that, my friends, is a wrap. to the commentary. and welcome back to Seppa Stories. Alright, so as usual, if you would like to uh, skip the commentary and go on to our next recorded story or to a previously recorded story. Now would be the time to do that. If you'd like to stick around for the commentary of Imperfect Timing, you are certainly invited to settle in and enjoy the commentary. We'll begin that now. Okay, so Imperfect Timing, written by White Raven 5 Okay, so... I loved the story in that we have Hermione and Harry more naturally, I guess, pairing. I always thought that it was really strange in the canon that Hermione and Ron end up together because they seem so unmatched for each other. Like, I've always thought that they would have a lot of counseling and, and trauma to go through. Um, And I'm not Ron bashing in any way, I just thought that, you know, all through um, the Harry Potter canon, Ron gets really angry at Hermione and, you know, he lets her down time and again, you know, like he's really one of the first people to kind of hurt her when um, he's talking to Harry and it's, you know, it's no wonder she has no friends, you know, she's a nightmare, honestly. It's the first kind of cruel thing that she has to encounter at Hogwarts and it comes from Ron and um kind of the jabbing back and forth, you know, that, that happens if they fight whenever Harry um gets his broom and Hermione tells, you know, of course that that he's gotten it and they take the broom away. And Ron and, and of course Harry are very angry at her and kind of ignore her. Um, then we have Ron and again, I guess Hermione disagreeing when Crookshanks is trying to eat his his rat, which now we know that, you know, Crookshanks was very really smart and trying to, um, realizing that Crook, that of course that Scalpers wasn't a rat. But you know, they, they have all this trauma and all these arguments that, you know, happen back and forth, even to the point of Hermione, you know, basically one day telling Ron that he has the emotional range, you know, of a teaspoon. So it's just like they don't really ever connect and we know that she crushes on him pretty hard and, you know, he breaks her heart. You know, when when Lavender kind of steps in, um, when he finally, you know, wins his first Quidditch match. So, you know, we have this kind of back and forth. They're never kind of in sync. And then I think the ultimate letdown for me in the canon is when Ron, under the influence of wearing the Horcrux, gets angry and abandons them. And you know leaves them and absolutely just I think shatters Hermione and really crushes her in a way that I don't think she'd been crushed before so for me I was never a huge Ron Weasley fan for Hermione because I I never felt like he challenged her enough so I always thought the friendship between Hermione and Harry seemed more natural that it could develop into something more between these two characters simply because she never does abandon him. And the war isn't just his war with Voldemort. It is her war and participating because they are against everything she is. Or, you know, of course, Voldemort and his Death Eaters and the propaganda he's pushing is you know, down with muggle which is what she is. So she has a very vested interest in having a role in fighting the war. So I think these two things bring Harry and Hermione more into alignment than Harry, um, of course, than Hermione and Ron. So it's, it's kind of, um, for me it seems more natural that these two characters would end up together. What doesn't work for me as as a reader is I know how loyal Harry and Hermione are to their friendship. And while I love the story for the direction it goes, I can acknowledge that for me, it doesn't seem as if they would be in character being with each other at the sacrifice of Ron. I, would almost, I could almost more plausibly see these two characters sacrificing what they feel for each other in order to accommodate their friend. I, I think that that's kind of more what the canon might lead us to think. But this story on its own, also for me, works. So here's all the ways this story works for me. I love that, you know, Corsair is out there and he's got the savior complex of wanting to save the world. He very personally takes Hermione's torture, you know, and what she went through at malfoy manor is being his fault we know from canon that hermione more than um, adequately survives bellatrix's torture and the humiliation of having you know mud blood carved into her arm and the, the pain and torture and that you know she is rescued when dobby comes to to rescue everyone from malfoy manor of course we lose dobby Everything to this point has been canon and and in the story, and it's all plausible. And then you have Hermione um, joining Harry, you know, on the beach in the story to kind of talk about his issues with guilt over what happened with her and her acknowledging that she's feeling more for him. So for me, this is a really nice divergence on how these two characters maybe could finally connect, you know, in kind of a way that I think we all kind of really wanted to see more happen in the books or maybe, you know, in in the films. It certainly led you that way in the films. The dance scene in the film was absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, of course, when you have the old ch- children's song playing in the background and they're in the tent and Ron has abandoned them. You know, and they're just, he's trying to cheer her up. And it just was a really wonderful moment of seeing these two characters so abandoned and so alone, really kind of connecting and still just, you know, managing to kind of hold on to to their sanity and to each other and to be supportive. And then, you know, they, they go on to the next moment. The other things that I think really support the relationship that maybe Hermione and Harry have a much deeper Friendship or relationship that could develop into more is the whole Godric's Hollow in the book and in the film. You know, they go to visit Godric's Hollow. They visit, you know, the course, James and Lily's gravesite. Hermione creates the wreath. She's there with him, grieving and seeing his parents' tombstone and gravesite for the first time. She is with him every step of the way. So where other people have abandoned him and they turn his, you know, their backs on Harry, she never falters. You know, she's the one that helps him learn the summoning charm when he has to face the Triwizard Tournament. And, you know, she's always his personal cheerleader. She never, she never turns her back on him. So it's almost like she's got this really close relationship. Now in canon I could see where that's almost a brother-sister relationship. This story takes it a lot further where they see each other romantically. So I know that for a lot of people who are hardcore canon uh, followers who really see Ron and Hermione together, this story may not work for them. For me as a reader where I am more inclined to see both Harry and Hermione um, pair together as opposed to Hermione and Ron, this does work for me. The only thing that I think that I would probably want to see more addressing of is, you know, the, the element of Ron, and they both acknowledge it, in this story, you know, Harry says, you know, and Ron, and Hermione says, yeah, Ron, so, you know, they, they are aware that this is something that they're going to have to confront and deal with, and by association, not only Ron, but Jenny, So it's almost like they're being daring in the story with what they're feeling for each other, but they're in the end game. And at this last moment, you know, they're on the beach, she survived torture, they still have a little bit of ways to go, and no one knows how the war is going to turn out. There's no guarantee that Harry will survive. And he kind of throws caution to the wind, and in this sense, that's believable to me, that... Despite their loyalty or obligations to their, their friends or even the family that is sheltering them, they're there at Shoal Cottage, which is, of course, Bill and Fleur's house, that's their, um, their safe house, and they end up at Shoal Cottage, which is Ron's family. And Ron is interested in Hermione, and she's on the beach with Harry. To me, this just is making a complicated situation. And for me, as a reader, I almost want to see a chapter 2 or a chapter 3 or a 5, 6, or 7 to see what's going to happen. You know, how are they going to address their relationship and what they've chosen to follow to two people that they very much, you know, care about, which would be Ron and Jenny I really would love to see this story continue that to see well does their relationship and their acknowledgement of wanting to be with each other and how are they going to survive could you follow canon does she still maybe in a moment of relief kiss Ron in the chamber of secrets and maybe this complicates the story further this almost um, makes me want to see this story unfurl for a few more chapters and kind of explore all those questions, which again, I've said it before, if you enjoy a piece of fan fiction and it makes you think about your characters or what you've read or what you know about the story and it puts questions in your mind, then the story has worked and it's a good piece of writing. So for me, this is an excellent piece of writing. I also very much loved poetry and the setting. I love that they're at Shell Cottage. In my mind, you know, they're on the beach and as I'm reading the story and it's nighttime and the moon is hanging over the ocean and you have the ocean waves, you know, coming in, that relentless ocean wave and they're talking and the wind is blowing and I could almost feel the grit of the sand. All of these things were beautifully written and they were very visual. I think in our last, um, episode we talked about caressing the detail or episode before last we had talked about um, caressing the detail when a writer you know picks a small detail and really highlights it and shines it and shows it you know and and forces the reader to kind of be enveloped in it this writer uses that device absolutely beautifully on the beach Uh, This the kissing is all very innocent And at the same time, not because you know that it's a tragedy waiting to happen for Ron. (laughs) But at the same time, they're very happy to have found each other. And I think that this is kind of like opening slowly, you know, that that can of complication. And that's where I really want to see the story flush out and become bigger. I really have no hardcore criticisms about this story other than I would love to see the dynamic between the Golden Trio and, of course, Ginny Weasley. How does this all come into play with what we know about the canon? Or is this something that they, you know, um, because they have loyalty to the Weasley family in their own ways, do they put aside what they feel for each other and sacrifice what they feel for each other to follow what we know to be the canon these are like really great story possibilities and considerations I really hope White Raven 05 you know comes back to revisit as a standalone. I think the story is pretty damn perfect as it is I wouldn't change a thing I do like that we see Harry and Hermione have a human moment and you know they're sometimes when you write perfect heroes they have perfect hero moments and they always make right choices but human people make wrong choices and even in feeling this, you know, love and devotion and this realization of what they feel for each other, you know that there's going to be heartbreak unfolding for other people. And so that's a very human realistic approach to a wonderful piece of fan fiction. So overall, I loved the story. And would I recommend this to friends who like the Harry Potter series or who follow Harry Potter fan fiction? Absolutely. There's... There's a delicacy about how the story unfolds. You see their really strong foundation in friendship and knowing what you know about the story. This adds a new depth and level to it and you kind of wonder where it's going to go next. And again, that's a good piece of fan fiction making you question these points and wonder how further you know could the story go and you, when you really wish that it would. And in my instance, I really wish that it would. So, I wanted to bring this commentary to a close. I would definitely give this one a very, you know, of my five owls out of five for really being very well written. Technically, it read beautifully. Um, everything was laid out lovely. I thought that the plot line was beautiful. I thought the dialogue, um, this writer captures how Harry speaks, and also how Hermione responds to Harry. I thought that the dialogue was absolutely spot on. I couldn't tell the difference between a canon piece as far as how they interact with each other and a piece of fan fiction. And when it seems that seamless, it works. So it all really worked for me. Um, again, for the fan fiction, that the only thing that kind of stands out that And this could be the creative device that could continue the story further would be what's going to happen. You know, what is going to happen to Hermione and Ron and Jenny? So with that, I'm going to go ahead and bring this particular commentary to a close. And if you like what you're hearing with Sepa Stories, please uh, give me a follow, a like, a share. Go ahead and tell your friends about, you know, this particular episode if you like it. Share the episode and um, definitely help um, sub-stories to grow and to be heard. You know, we want to hear your voices. We want to see what you're enjoying as readers and as writers. I wanted to give a huge thank you to White Raven 5 um, I just reached out to this writer and when need to say last night, and got an immediate response back. And thank you also for contributing your story in perfect timing. I do like the play on the name, In Perfect Timing. It is in perfect timing because they realize what they feel for each other kind of at the 11th hour, and it is not a perfect moment, it is an imperfect moment. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Perfect title for a really wonderfully written piece. And my only criticism, like I have with so many others, is that you guys write so wonderfully that you hook me and you reel me in, you know, like like a fish on a line, and I just want more. So please, 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 if you um, consider White Raven 5 continuing the story or adding extra chapters, please let me know. I will be happy to add any subsequent chapters you might create to this episode. If this is a standalone, it is perfect as is. I really enjoyed this and am so excited that I got to share this with our listeners at Seppa Stories. So with that, everyone, have a really great day great day or night, wherever you're at. May every blessing find you, and we will see you next time on Sapa Stories. Until then, see you again. Thank you for listening.